Hi everyone, this is Ida Josefina and you're listening to Reverb by Sane. Today I'll be speaking with Oleg Stavitsky, the co-founder and CEO of Endel. Oleg is an entrepreneur and innovator working at the intersection of technology, art and wellness. In 2018, he founded Endel to make AI-powered mindfulness accessible to all. The company's core technology, Endel Pacific, creates personalized adaptive soundscapes to reduce stress, improve sleep, and boost productivity, all backed by neuroscience and the science of the circadian rhythm. Prior to Endel, Oleg co-founded Bubble, a brand that applies digital art methods to kids' apps and the award-winning B3 agency, which he grew to 40 people and sold in 2016 to Berlin-based fintech company Orium. In this episode, Oleg and I get into the weeds with how behind our bodies are with evolving reality. We discuss the flow state, what the differences and similarities are between flow and mindfulness, lack of accessibility to a daily meditation practice, panic over email, and the research and innovation Endel is doing to tackle some of these problems and make human beings less stressed. Super cool conversation with a super cool founder. As always, let me know what you think. Now I bring you Oleg Stavitsky. Okay, I'm here with Oleg Stavitsky. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Amazing. So we could start today by talking a little bit about your background. Would you tell us who you are, what you do, and what your story is? Sure. I mean, but you know, it's not just about me, because Andal uh, is six people, actually, six co-founders. And it's a very, very diverse team of designers, musicians, engineers, of course, artists, and um uh, before that, before Endel, we actually started another company that was called Bubble, B-U-B-L. And it was a series of digital art for kids apps. So like, you know, very abstract, like the, not your average kids apps, a lot of attention to design, the correlation of color, form and sound. So those apps, they dealt with sound a lot. And for example, like one of our most popular apps was called Bubble Draw. And that was an app where you could literally create a, a, a drawing and it would generate a, a minimalist music composition at the same time. And you could bend and change colors and, you know, bend forms and the music would change in real time. So our fascination with sound and music and the power of sound and the correlation of color, form and sound goes back to those apps. And that company got acquired here in Berlin. Um, and all of us kind of, you know, moved to Berlin and you know, stayed within a new company that has acquired us for a few years. And uh, when we kind of exited um, this new structure, we moved on to create Endel. Amazing. Um, before we move on to talk a little bit more about Endel, maybe you could um, tell us a bit about, you know, what kind of things you were personally interested in or or what made you curious? You know, what was the sort of trajectory of how you ended up even being interested in this kind of space together with your current co-founders? But um, like starting from all the way back from whenever you can remember, like, why is this interesting to you? I mean, I was just always fascinated with the power of sound and uh, uh, on, on one hand and also with this um, with this compositional approach that goes back to you know the minimalist composers of the 70s and 60s I'm talking about you know Steve Reich and Philip Glass but also I'm, also I'm of course talking about Brian Eno the inventor of ambient music and the approach that they've always you know uh, they've always been talking about was that you create a framework, you create a system, and then you sort of feed input into the system, and then you take a hands-off approach, and you let, kind of let the system, you know, play itself. And 
I find this very fascinating. And this is how, for example, you know, Music for 18 Musicians, a very, very famous minimalist piece by Steve Reich is created where each and every musician on the 18 musician, um, this orchestra is assigned a musical phrase and they step in and step out almost voluntarily, uh, of course, following a certain pattern, a certain structure. So that idea of, you know, creating a framework and letting this framework kind of almost play itself is very fascinating to me on one hand. And the and on the other hand, of course, you know, we all know that sound and music is very, very, very powerful and how this could be applied to, you know, affect your psycho-emotional state uh, yeah. is also very, very fascinating to me. So kind of, you know, this is how I ended up <laughs> building Endel. Yeah. Uh, so were you like, was it sound or music? Is it, or have you always been interested in that? Are you a mus musician or where did that, you know, like, no, no. <laughs> I, you're shaking your head, but the, but the <laughs> audience can't see you shaking your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a musician myself, right? Like I just, I, I just really, really love music and I'm fascinated with music and I'm fascinated with all of the things I just, you know, I was just talking about. So I am, I see myself, uh, I'm a CEO and I've always been an entrepreneur before mm. that. I was just, I mean, in what I liked, uh, I like to joke in my previous life, I was a journalist, but that was a you know, long, long, long time ago. I was actually a video game journalist. I was writing about video games. Um, but then, you know, after that, I was always kind of running, assembling teams and running teams. So in a way also, you know, taking this approach of kind of bringing the right people together and then kind of, you know, offering them something to work on, suggesting a certain direction and then taking a, a kind of a hands-off approach, taking a step back and then letting those people do their work and yeah. kind of just facilitating an environment where they can do that. That's how I see my role. Yeah. So what is Endel? It's, a, I mean, first and foremost, it's a technology, actually. Endel is a technology that is built to help you focus, relax, and sleep. And it does that by creating a personalized soundscape on the spot. We generate these soundscapes on the spot, on the device, personalized to you, based on a number of inputs that we collect about the user. So our technology takes in information like you know, the time of day, the weather, the heart rate, movement we plug all of this data into the algorithm and it creates a soundscape in real time on the spot personalized to you and with this technology we're building an ecosystem of direct-to-consumer products like Endel is live on you know iPhones Android Mac Alexa Apple Watch um, there's a smart TV version coming out very very soon so yeah, that that's what Endel is. It's people think of Endel as a product, but it, it is a technology first and foremost. I really like the manifesto that you wrote for Endel. Maybe you could summarize the key ideas of it. Why are you building this? Sure. I mean, there's this manifesto kind of came up um, during the pandemic because um, when I, I really I felt the need to summarize yeah some of the ideas behind Endel, some of the like the philosophy behind Endel. and the idea really is this i think as species we're not evolving fast enough right like it's it's insane we as a society we and as um yeah as a society i guess um, as a civilization you know we came up with 
brilliant pieces of technology. We've solved so many problems, frankly. And as species, we should actually be, you know, at this point enlightened, you would hope, right? Because uh, if you take an average, um, you know, person living in the Western side of the world, nothing is threatening them. Like, I mean, in terms of like their physical health. Like, you know, they have, you have access to food, you have access to shelter. Like, I mean, the world in general, actually, is very, very safe. And it's very, very um Well, maybe like beautiful. seven days ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm yeah, not sure anymore, we, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but even, I mean, conflicts like this, like, you know, they're happening all over the world, right? And it's it's terrible. I mean, war is obviously hell. And... And it should be stopped. And it's just, there's no denying that. But what I'm saying is, you know, even when, content, when when local conflicts like this happen, we as a society, like our, um, you know, response to that, like even 100 years ago, 200 years ago, was not what it is now. When, whereas we as a society have evolved to a point where we immediately recognize these conflicts as something absolutely terrible that needs to stop right now like if you go back like 300 years ago 200 years ago people would set cats on fire uh you know r- royal families would set cats on fire and they would look at them <laughs> literally they, they would they would laugh at it and they would be like ha 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 you know look at this cat you know dying uh in flames literally that was like that was considered to be fun so what i'm saying is you know morally and technologically as a society we have evolved i mean in 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 beautiful and in, in beautiful ways, I would say. But physically, we we unfortunately operate with the same stupid bodies that we've had, you know, a yeah. uh, hundred <laughs> years ago, two hundred years ago. And the way these bodies react to the threats that we're facing right now, which are far less dangerous than they were, you know, even a hundred or two hundred years ago, is is just stupid. Like our our bodies still react to them with a fight or flight uh, response. Right, which means we you would hope that with with our society solving all of these issues, we would be now focused on our spiritual awakening or you know enlightenment, but unfortunately, we're dealing with this massive mental health issues yeah, instead. panic attacks right? from emails <laughs> exactly <laughs> panic attacks from emails like Jesus, like it's just an email, and you can explain and rationalize this to yourself in in whatever words. The response, the stupid physical response of your body to that stupid email or, or a letter from tax authorities, right? Like, is still very, very stressful to your body, which is so stupid and and, and unfortunately so so very much physical. Uh, but so we as a society are now dealing with the with this mental health epidemic, basically, right? So what we're trying to do is we're trying to come up with a technology that can solve this in a non-invasive way mm. by using the power of sound because sound is so very, very powerful and it's the easiest way to control your environment. Like what could be easier than, you know, put on some headphones and play some sounds. But if you play specific sounds, you can immediately affect your stupid body in a way that it, you know, kind of copes with uh, an email or stress or something as terrible as, you know, stress from actually looking at you know, real human suffering, which is happening as we speak. Absolutely. It's so interesting because I'm thinking back to my, you know, 
psychology and biology lessons from back in high school and thinking about learning about, for example, the flight and fight response and putting that into the context of, oh, our ancestors back then were faced with the threat of a lion approaching them and X, Y, Z, and that's why you feel this way in certain type of situations. But in no point was it actually kind of put into the context that maybe it's not necessary for us to feel that way anymore. And this is actually the first time that I'm really considering like how intense my physical reaction is to things that are legitimately non-threatening. Like it's, it's extremely fascinating. But there was something else in the manifest you quoted McLuhan talking about um, forcing the new media to do the work of the old. Um, what did you mean by that? Why did you include that quote? I have actually the quote here. I could read it. Um, it says, we're forcing the new media to do the work of the old. We're witnessing a clash of catalytic proportions between two great technologies. We approach the new with the psychological conditioning and sensory responses to the old. Why uh, have you read McLuhan's works? Is that is that did that come from, or where did that sort of um, desire to include this part into the manifesto come from? I mean, of course, yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan of McLuhan's. You know, medium is the message. I I, I find that book just fascinating and so visionary. And the things that you know that that quote is from like 1965, yeah, or 67, right? Like, yeah. so that's it's it's insane, right? Like, so I mean, and this it, it is. I mean, it's so true today. What I mean by that is, you know, we're trying to solve these issues with, um, so we, we're using the medium of the new, which is, you know, all of the apps and then digital media. And, you know, where we, we have this amazing technology that can deliver content, any content to you from anywhere to anywhere in a matter of seconds. And, we'll, and But the type of content that we're delivering is, um, for example, mindfulness meditation, right? Like, which I am a huge believer in. Like, I just, I, I want to put it out there. Like, I've been to five silent Vipassana meditations in my life. Mm -hmm. I've experienced the benefits of, you know, Vipassana meditation and mindfulness meditation myself. I am a huge believer in that. Unfortunately, the problem with mindfulness meditation is, A, it's not for everyone. They say it's for everyone, but it's a very elitist statement i would say because there's a lot of people out there that just cannot afford to make the time in their lives yeah. for mindfulness meditation because you know they're saying oh you're so stressed like you're 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 getting this panic attacks like you should meditate but actually in order for mindfulness meditation to work you need to dedicate at least an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening this is what they tell you uh the first day when you know when you go to a vipassana meditation retreat and now imagine saying this to a frontline worker for example you know who is yeah. working like a 14 hour long shift and then you're like oh you should meditate no they're they're <laughs> coming back like, fuck from off. A, yeah they're, they're like <laughs> fuck you you know how about it's not about it's not about the money even it's about you know being able to make the time for this kind of activity Absolutely. in your yeah. life so I think mindfulness is now currently being very, very, you know, is becoming this very elitist toy that not a lot of people can afford from a time standpoint, not from a financial standpoint, of course. So what we're trying to do with Endel is we're trying to deliver uh, something completely different, something that doesn't ask you to make the time in your life for it. Like, I mean, you don't need to make the time for Endel. Actually, the whole idea of Endel is that you start playing it and then you, you, know, you, you go to sleep, then you go to work, then you try to relax, but it's like you don't have to actively even listen to it. And I know a lot of people who just have Endel always on playing throughout the day. 
and they don't even notice that it's there. And that's precisely the idea of Endel. It's almost like an external bodily function, you know, that just listens to you and adapts to you. So, for example, the way I've personally used Endel is mainly to work, you know, to be able to focus better on a given task, especially ones that require more in-depth thought. And I relate this with the idea of flow more than the idea of mindfulness or meditation. Would you give some context on how you think about mindfulness or meditation versus flow? I mean, in the way Mihal Csikszentmihalyi, who's you know the inventor of the term flow, defines flow, he says this is an optimal state of uh, you know being, optimal state of performance. What he means by that is that when you're concentrated on a task at hand and you're kind of fully immersed fully present in whatever it is that you're doing right now, right? So that is very, very, I mean, he was specifically talking about work. You know, he was talking about the state when uh, that, you know, athletes go into, that musicians go into, that engineers go into, like that state of like being fully immersed into whatever the, whatever that you're doing right now. Um, but it is, I think I find this, very, very closely connected with just the mindfulness state, which is also actually being present, being fully aware of what's going on around you, like being present and concentrated, you know, on whatever is happening right now with you, with your body. So I find those things very, very connected. Yeah. So basically you're saying that Endel just sort of induces a state of both like mindfulness and flow um, without... Having to do the work, so basically you figured out the solution to all of our problems in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so, of. yeah. <laughs> so what do you think in general about this epidemic we are facing in the deterioration of some of our cognitive abilities as a result of technology? It, it seems people have more and more difficulty to focus. Attention spans are shrinking both individually and collectively, and we're constantly being distracted and disrupted by notifications or other technological intrusions. Have you all done research on the effects of this at Endel? We've done a lot of research on how sound can help you achieve a certain cognitive state, right? Like what I think fundamentally is happening. And if you actually, if you think about the nature of procrastination and distraction, right? Like that is because you are fundamentally stressed and it's not about the notification itself. Like if you were absolutely super present and involved in whatever you're doing, it's very hard to distract you with uh, a simple notification. The problem is, is that we're constantly stressed. Is that, and, and, and because we are constantly stressed, our brain is constantly looking for ways to distract itself from the stress. So every single notification, even though it actually brings more stress, but the brain doesn't know that. The brain is like, ooh, this new shiny thing, like I'm going to you know, distract myself from whatever that I'm doing right now. Uh, which may be stressful, you know, if it's like work. Um, and um, because obviously work is connected with, you know, in a, uh, for a lot of people, you know, work is uh, stressful because you got to do the work. If you're not going to do the work, you know, you're not going to get your salary and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, basically this is what's happening. It's, it's, it's a vicious circle. So I think what sound can help you, with, uh, uh, the way sound can help you is kind of put you in a state of flow with the power of sound. And this is what we're focused on. Like we we know for a fact there's certain frequencies, scales and tones that affect your body and mind, your cognitive state, that they can put you in a certain cognitive state. Be it, you know, we call them fundamental cognitive states, you know, focus, relaxation and, and sleep. 
Sounds like a pretty vicious chicken and egg hunt of stress that is the human condition. Personally, I think we should probably just figure out a way to scale back on the amount of distraction and disruption we're facing constantly and to renormalize not being constantly online, constantly available, and constantly at everyone's disposal. And I imagine that you and I are very much on the same page when it comes to desire and the necessity to build technology that extends and facilitates better thinking rather than disrupting it. So I just have one more question for you before we end today. Is there anything else that you would want people to understand about your idea scientifically or philosophically within the realm of Endel or otherwise? I just think that, you know, we're on the verge of something very, very interesting and, and beautiful and new and fascinating with Endel and in general with sound and music. I think the way technology affects you know music right now is very, very beautiful. Thankfully, the narrative of, oh, AI is coming here to replace all the musicians is kind of going away. I think people are finally waking up to the fact that AI and technology in general is just a new tool yeah. for the artists to, you know, create new types of experiences and connect with their audience in, in, in new and meaningful ways. And I think Andal is just one of the prime examples of how this can be done, because I think what's going to happen is our, I, you know, the, our idea, the way we're consuming audio, the way we're consuming music is going to, and is changing right now, uh, because sound is not just music. And I think a lot of the ideas, uh, you know, that goes back to, again, what I said, like John Cage and Philip Glass and, you know, that everything is a sound, everything is a soundscape. And I think they're coming back right now and they are now being infused with this modern technology. And I think, you know, we will see uh, the environment around us being way more attentive uh, to what's happening to us and way more adaptive to it. And I think this will hopefully help us, you know, tackle the, frankly, very superficial issues that we're talking about, like all of the distractions and Instagrams and TikToks of the world. I think, again, the, the reason all of those things are distracting is because we are stressed. Right. Uh, I mean, if, if we weren't as stressed, I would think those things, like you wouldn't be needing these constant dopamine hits that, you know, that kind of help you distract from, you know, the fear of death, fundamentally. It's all about the fear of death, right? Like, because we're so scared that we're going to die. And because, like, if you keep asking yourself, why are you stressed? You'll end up with death, always. You're like, <laughs> okay, you're like, why are you stressed? Well, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to get this job done. And you're like, okay, so what? Well, you're not going to get this, done, done, this job done, and then I'm not going to get my salary. Then you're like, so what? Well, you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to pay for my whatever food, and then I'm, I'm going to die. You know, like, and then, I mean, of course, I was able, I, I, I wish we were able to say, so what? I mean, you're going to die, so? I mean, <laughs> so, I'm so, so stressed, I feel like I'm going to die, so I'm going to tweet about <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I just, my hope in general is that, we as a society are on the verge of, 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 of a next evolutional shift. And I'm hoping that Endel is just one of the companies that is going to take people to, you know, kind of, it's going to help people to evolve, frankly, as species. That's, that's what, what I'm, this is where I'm coming from. And this is what I'm building towards. And I really, really hope this is going to happen 
before the world is, you know, <laughs> broken up to Kaput. a point where yes, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that there's do you think that there's anything like have you thought about anything outside of sound that you think could have the same kind of effect? Sound is very powerful as, I mean, all the other senses are, right? Like there's, uh, Endel is a part of an ecosystem and that ecosystem includes scent, temperature, light. All of these things can affect your cognitive state in, 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 in serious and meaningful ways. We've just started with sound because it's the most powerful one. But mm. fundamentally, I'm hoping, you know, like I'm building towards a future where you walk into an apartment and it just knows your state. It knows your heart rate. It knows that you just had 10 meetings. And, you know, it automatically you know, starts playing until relax mode, turns the lights down, changes the temperature. So it, everything is rearranged around you to help you, you know, whatever, prepare for a, a sleep session, for example. That's wild. And, <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And then so that you don't have to look at TikTok, you know, and just numb yourself to sleep. Yeah, that really reminds me of something I heard recently where the quality of air you're breathing also significantly impacts your cognitive abilities, which is super interesting to think about when designing spaces for work, education, and so on in the future. But I think this might be a good point for ending today. I really recommend everyone to go download Endel and try it out. I've been using the app for about a year now and it's really made quite a significant difference in my days. Um, but thank you so much, Oleg, for having this conversation with me and taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know it's been pretty crazy lately for you guys, so I really appreciate it. Sure, thank you for having me.